frustrated with their circumstance because they're not playing as much as they want to. They're outcome-oriented. They want to worry about how many balls they catch or how much playing time they get or whatever it is. So they don't focus every day on being a complete player at their position, and they don't work and practice and prepare for the game because they say to themselves, why should I do this? I'm not going to play anyway. Nick Saban right there, the Alabama Football Coaches Association, talking about leadership and what's going on with the youth of America and how to create leaders and whatnot. Also spoke about Henry Ruggs a little bit. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I'm Nick. Hola. So Sabi Sabster talked about how it would have taken leadership and courage for someone to help Henry Ruggs, help prevent Henry Ruggs from ruining his life. By, of course, drinking till 3 a.m. and getting in an accident that killed the person. And he's kind of right. It's really interesting. That clip went viral. But then the loser Alabama Football Coaches Association issued a copyright claim because they're going to pay for him. Okay, cool. Losers. I don't live in Alabama, and I probably never will. Thank you. Okay, let's move on. We'll talk about some football today. We'll talk about a little basketball. The NBA All-Star break is upon us. But we're going to start today with the Green Bay Packers, who are, of course, the top story, because the Green Bay Packers yesterday have closed their stock sale. You can buy stock in the Green Bay Packers. It has a return of $0. It's just a certificate that considers you an owner. You do occasionally get newsletters and shit and have first access to tickets, kind of. The Packers this week made $64 million selling a certificate to losers. $64 million. Packers fans are pretty far and away the dumbest fan base. That's unreal. They are $64 million dumb. That's crazy. I literally can't. I, I literally I literally can't even. Moving on to the Olympics. We've been tracking this uh, cheater Russian uh, youngster. She, of course, is not. It's not her problem. She's 15 years old. Russia is making her do this. That There are many very well-written stories on the internet about the abuse that these young figure skaters go through, and as a result of that, they are doping, and their reputations are ruined, and their bodies are screwed, and oh yeah, all of the psychological trauma, and the physical trauma, and maybe some abuse. It's crazy what happens to them, but as you can see here from this blog from BarstoSports.com, poetic justice, This the girl that everyone was worried was going to win gold because she tested positive and there wouldn't be a medal ceremony, she fell a lot, and she finished fourth. There she is, eating shit, if you're watching. I actually, now that she fell, she does not deserve to win. But I, there's no chance in hell a 15-year-old girl was like, I can't wait to use performance enhancers. That's Russia, man. That's how it goes. Kind of feel bad for her now, to be honest. Shouldn't be mean to her. But it is Russia. They're the worst. Confirmed. They're the worst. We do have an actual news story today. I'm gonna, we have a news story to the point where I'm going to put my spectacles on. This is from the Dallas Cowboys, and um, I suspect it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. The Cowboys have paid $2.4 million to settle allegations of sexual misconduct vis-a-vis voyeurism of the locker room. This is from Pro Football Talk. It's been reported by other people. They have paid $4.2 million to settle claims by four members of the team's cheerleading squad. That former PR executive Rich Daryl Dallyrimple, 
I have no idea who that is. Rich Dalyrimple secretly recorded cheerleaders with an iPhone when they were changing clothes in the 2015 event at AT&T Stadium. And if they found out about that, that's because someone either recorded him recording them or he shared the video. This shit has become hush-hush. This is all pro football talking. It is according to Mike Florio. And this is the exact reason you follow Mike Florio, folks, because Florio figures out the legal parts of this, and it's really, really helpful. Dally Rimple has also been accused by a fan that watched online stream from another team's draft room taking upskirt photos of Charlotte Jones-Anderson, the daughter of Jerry Jones. Did you hear what I just said? He was taking upskirt photos with an iPhone. This is what the Cowboys responded with. Quote, the organization took these allegations extremely seriously. They always take them seriously. Always. Every team. Every, everybody. Always. They're always very seriously assessed. <laughs> and moved immediately, thoroughly to investigate this matter. The investigation was handled. Consistent with the best legal and HR practices and the investigation found no evidence of wrongdoing. If any wrongdoing hadn't been found, Rich would have been terminated immediately. Everyone involved felt just terrible about this unfortunate incident. Unquote. So to be clear... They found no evidence of wrongdoing, but they paid $2.4 million to get the cheerleaders to shut the fuck up. So, but there's no evidence. Jerry Jones just like enjoys getting rid of $2.4 million. I mean, we kind of knew that. He signed all these idiots, but they're not idiots. They're just B-plus players. My bad. That's not a good joke. $2.4 million to settle these allegations. So, no one's talking about this, obviously, because the Cowboys run our lives. I have to talk about that. So just to be clear, we have actual sexual harassment, borderline assault allegations against Dan Snyder, along with all the other shit that was going on in Washington. Then we have the guy who's paying his coach to lose in Miami. And then we have Jerry Jones's daughter and the cheerleaders of the Cowboys being videotaped by a creep and no one talking about it. Great. Awesome look for the NFL. Moving to the NBA, the commissioner, Adam Silver, spoke yesterday at the All-Star break, and the commissioners like to make themselves available at this kind of stuff, and they ask a bunch of questions, and they get a bunch of non-answers. However, yesterday, we did get a sort of answer from Adam Silver. That answer was regarding in-season tournaments. I think they're moving closer to it quote-unquote, said Silver, but I feel we've had a productive conversation with the Players Association, whose approval, of course, would be required to change the format. Um, In-season tournaments are going to be dumb unless there are other players playing. In-season tournaments work for soccer, which is what everyone, the NHL, the NBA, everybody was trying to imitate international soccer because it makes so, so much money. And, like, combining a North American model with what's going on in Europe would be, like, a bajillion dollars. But that doesn't work when there's only one league, guys. It works when there are in-season tournaments and there are multiple leagues and regional tournaments, right? So in, like, Germany, there's, like, a high league and a low league, but they interplay with each other. It doesn't work unless you play other teams. So in baseball, theoretically, you could have a AAA team play an MLB team if everybody agreed to it. The problem is that an MLB team probably owns and operates that AAA team, and they control the rights to those players, so it wouldn't work. Same thing with the D-League. Same thing with the NHL. I mean, the NHL is the only one that can kind of pull this off and because they have such a stronghold in the Canadian market. So let's say the NHL adds two more teams. They've got 32 teams. In Canada, you have seven. You can form your own Canadian Premier League and have a Canada tournament. Or you can have a Sunshine tournament. And it's up to the players to care about it. And then you rest your best players like they do in soccer. 
for those tournaments. And eventually you have a Champions League where you play the best teams from Sweden and the KHL, which of course now would be pointless because the National Hockey League would win all of those games. Basketball, I suppose, is going to get closer to that. But again, anybody that can play basketball is already here. And the, giving up the opportunity to win an NBA Finals championship for money, how much money would that cost someone? Way more than anybody's getting paid in the association. So it's a good idea, but I just don't think anyone's going to care. All right, NBA uh, wrap-up yesterday. Clippers, they won. The Sixers won. Mavericks, Wizards, Lakers, and Heat all won. Let's take a look at the standings. As we hit the All-Star break in the Eastern Conference, these are your playoff teams. Heat, Bulls, Sixers, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, Nets. They're all very close to each other. There is only seven games separating the Brooklyn Nets, who are in the eighth seed, and the Heat and the Bulls, who are tied for the one seed with an identical record. There are three teams with very similar records. So the Bulls and the Heat have the same record. The Sixers and the Cavs have the same record. The Bucks have a similar record. They just have one more, two more games played, and they have you know similar split, as you can see right here, 35 and 23, 36 and 34. Let's go ahead, standings. Um, Raptors are close, Nets are, and even look at the Hornets. Hornets, Hawks, Wizards are not out of this either. So the East is very close. Move over to the Western Conference, the Suns, are shit-pumping everybody. They are 48-10. and 10. They're very clearly the best team in the Western Conference. And they are also, uh, they're followed by the Warriors, who are also the best team in the Western Conference. The Jazz are going to start to fall off a cliff because everyone is hurt. Um, and that's sort of starting to happen here. The surprise, of course, is the Grizzlies. They have John Morant, and he's been a really fun thing. The Nugs, the Timberwolves, and the Clippers round out the current playoff format. The Lakers are a game and a half out of the playoffs right now, which everyone thinks is hilarious, except for Anthony Davis getting hurt. That sucks. Feel bad for you, man. We've got to follow up on this Matthew Stafford thing. So that, that video we showed yesterday, Matthew Stafford watching someone fall off a thing, and now the internet is mad at him for being wasted and not asking if she was okay. Turns out the photographer fractured her spine and did not have a sense of humor about it. She was really fussy and honestly kind of... I don't, like, I don't want to blame her, but it's... Is it her fault that she fell off the thing? And also, if anybody's at fault, it would be the Rams and the city of Los Angeles for not providing a safe environment with, at which to do your job or asking her to do something that was unsafe. But the Internet bullied Matt and Kelly Stafford into paying for it. And, of course, they caved because people are dicks. They're like, he should test if she's okay. Like, Dude, he's not an expert, first of all. Secondly, there's people everywhere. It's not like they're in like a deserted Arctic environment where he's the only one there. Third, she did it to herself. And fourth, the billionaire owner is responsible for providing a safe place for this team employee or team contractor, I don't know the exact relationship, for her to work. But the internet bullied Matt Stafford because he was there in the video. I would like to fall in front of rich people. and Because the girl had a GoFundMe, and that's just her money now. And, and the Rams and Stafford are going to pay for the medical bills, so I guess she just gets to keep the GoFundMe for falling. It's an unpopular opinion, but I just don't. That was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen on the internet. And the internet is, like, really dumb. But the internet wins. They bullied them. Congratulations, you losers. Congratulations. Uh, let's wrap up the show today. Is there anything else I want to talk about? I guess we'll just go through everything. Oh, yeah. The MLB and the MLB Players Association negotiated for 15 minutes on Wednesday. Now they plan to meet every day beginning as early as Monday. No one cares. I, I, I just, 
as a sport, these idiots do this to themselves. Like, whatever, man. If you don't want to be in the money-making business and don't want to do good at sports and change any rules, whatever. Last year, you saw exactly how little people care about baseball when hockey and NBA playoffs go into July. You got crushed in June. Just crushed. With the Olympics, too. The Olympics got crushed, but that didn't help you either. You have the summer to yourself, and you're going to waste it. It's unbelievable. But we'll get you out of here on this stupid news, which I... Well, actually, one more thing. Uh, Michelle Tafoya is leaving her job in the NFL as a sideline reporter to give her voice against critical race theory and other radically progressive policies. Quote, it breaks my heart that being taught that kids are being taught that skin color matters. Michelle Tafoya. I imagine she's going to be shit on quite a bit for this. I think players and coaches and stuff are going to publicly just shit on it. I, that's my guess. We'll see... What happens? Okay, let's get out of here on this. The Washington Commanders are so incompetent. There is an in-house fight right now. Because they, in their new logo, 1932, right? That's like 1937, 1942, 1983, 1988, 1992. They are at odds. Because the crest says 1992, but the title is commonly credited to the 1991 team. They don't know when they won their own championship. So, because the game was played in 92, that's the 91 season. Nothing to do but laugh. That's going to do it for this episode. I'll be back in Better Than Ever on Tuesday. President's Day is a Monday. No, thank you. Like, rate, review, subscribe.